another um, off cuts of uh, memory foam to try and fix my sofa with. Because um, there was one that was, again, prime delivery. So, so is that a twelve fifty and £40 pounds delivery? This was £15 and no delivery. I'm like, sold. Buy one, see what happens with it. See if I can make my seat. Off cuts of memory. Look at you, Mr. Carpenter. Ugh. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll make a complete fucking mess of it, but eh, nothing ventured, nothing gained. <sighs> I don't know if that's always true, though, right? No, well, <laughs> it probably won't be this week. Uh, I'll come round your house, you'll have one and a half couches, the other one will be on the floor. <laughs> we had to cut it in half. <laughs> it was the only way. <laughs> Mum said cut it in half, and I cut the sofa in half. She meant the foam. Oh. oh. What are we doing? Well, I'm Gareth. Oh, I'm Richard. And uh, we are back with another pilot season. As you can tell, I am ill again. I'm, I'm not this week. Yay. So you can deal with that. Oh, I'm going to... While I sip on... Hold on. Uh, gonna... Oh, wait, wait. Oh, oh. Uh, um. Hey. The noise. It sounds like we're, we're, we're beer boys, but they're, 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 they're cherry Pepsi Maxes. Oh, you numbers get me high as fuck, then. They do me, I do. I get a good buzz. No. But uh, yeah, we're back. And this week, we're looking at the, oh, I want to say, 1983 yep. uh, failed pilot for the cartoon Coneheads. Yes. And it failed on many, many levels. Spoilers. Oh, um, yeah. But um, It's a Rankin and Bass, so it has that yeah. certain animated look oh. and it doesn't have a wikipedia page so i have nothing to yeah. cut and paste yeah and exactly there's like two lines about it on the coneheads thing yeah um i don't feel bad about spoiling my opinions on this at the early on mm-hmm. because i don't think through my notes and through talking about it you can hide we'd be able to hide it until the end because oh, wow yeah i did not really know much about the coneheads mm-hmm going in. Um, I knew it was um, Dan Aykroyd and I forget her name from Third Rock. Yeah. The film's actually written by the guys from Third Rock with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Uh, Jane I, Curtin. That's yeah. Name. And I knew it was, I knew there was a movie and I knew it started on Saturday Night Live. And <coughs> that is where my knowledge ended. Which is weird because if you said uh, you changed Jane Curtin for James Belushi, that's also what we know about Blues Brothers. <laughs> Wow, but I know I enjoyed Blues Brothers. <laughs> That's yeah. the difference. Um, if I mean, did this come out before or after the movie? The movie is from nineteen ninety three. Oh, is it okay? That's why new bands are on. See, it. that's why I think. Sorry, quotation fingers on the microphone. New bands are on <laughs> it. See, that's why I think that. Okay, the SNL stuff was popular or whatever. Popular enough for them to try and make an animated series. I don't. But I think this should have killed it dead. Have? Yeah, but there was 10 years, so I think it's as good as dead, right? It comes back from the grave. Yeah. Because, like, I won't lie, this made me deep dive into Coneheads this week. Right. And there are only two sketches on Vintage SNL on YouTube that I can find, right? Bill Murray wasn't good on SNL. That's a bit upsetting. I I never really watched him do any sketches. But you're like, he doesn't want to be there. I know what Bill Murray looks like when he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. You know when he goes really hyper? Yeah. That's what he's doing. As the, uh, he's being uh, the host of Family Feud. And it's Coneheads versus another, right? Do you know how good SNL was back then as well, right? Yeah. 
cast-wise, it's Dan Aykroyd, Jane Curtin, and uh, I think Lorraine Newman as the Coneheads. Yeah. Um, Bill Murray hosting the the show, and the other family. Oh, I don't know who the woman is. I feel bad, but the the husband is Steve Martin. Yeah. And the son is James Belushi. Right. You're like, yeah. that's pretty good. Even though also James Belushi is awful on it. Mm. And Steve Martin isn't great. Mm. See, I think nostalgia's got a lot to do with <laughs> SNL being popular. It's like you look people look at Simpsons and go, how great it is. Well, it was. Maybe. Occasionally. You know, the first seven years. Yeah. Uh, but now you're at like but, um, year 30 or whatever. Yeah. <coughs> but, um, but I mean, I can't but watch this and just go, why, Dan Aykroyd's not funny. No, but he is, right? There I've are times him you watch him and do is, great stuff. Yeah. And, and he is playing to his strengths. Because his strengths are weird words mm-hmm. said quick. You only have to look at his uh, infomercials on SNL. Mm. Where he's trying to sell something, he says it really fast while like throwing fish into a blender or something, and it's funny. Mm. Well, see, this made me think about Ghostbusters, though, and made me think that he is the worst part of it. Yeah, but everyone gets five stars in Ghostbusters. I mean, that's like saying, yeah, he's the worst part of it, but he's a four point nine out of five. Mm. Oh. Anyway. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm we're, sorry. we are really avoiding talking. No, about I need this. to think about this now. I need to think about this. Is he the worst part of Ghost? What is the worst part of Ghostbusters? I mean, I mean, I mean, you're the annoying pet guy doesn't get really enough to do, so you can't really say he's the worst part because he's not got enough to do it. Annoying pet guy. Peck. Can the guy that, oh. pull, that pulls the Oh, no, he's never going to get worse. He's, he's in no. Die Hard as well. Yeah. It's the same thing. Right. Um, uh, what's her face? Plays Janine. is great. No, Annie Potts. Yeah. Rick Moranis is great. Harold Ramos is great. Yep. Um, Ernie Hudson's great. Fine. Let's, 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 don't go down to fine. We'll keep it at great. Um, great. We know um, that fine for you means like four point eight yeah, at least, but still. Um, <coughs> I mean, I mean, the mayor does what he needs to do. He's, he's a bit player. So I mean, that's it. Again, I mean, you know what the worst part yeah. of Ghostbusters is when I think about it? Hmm. The theme tune. Yeah, and it's pretty damn good. <laughs> but it's. Um, but Did you ever see the Key and uh, Peele sketch um, where it's um, Ray Parker Jr. like doing another album about all his greatest hits and stuff? And okay. It's just pretty much... Um, I forget which one's which. Him, but whoever was playing um, Ray Parker Jr. just like a lot of times just almost weeping into a camera. <laughs> it's a very good sketch. I'm not giving it justice, but yeah. I'll have to dig it out. Yeah. I can't remember what Ray Parker Jr. looks like, so I can't even tell which one's doing it. (laughs) Um, Well, Jordan Peele obviously is now the Not the tall, skinny one. Yeah, so Jordan Peele. Yeah. Continental Breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. That's one. Yeah, so he's just (laughs) doing him. He's got the sort of the Jerry Curl hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, pretty great. Okay, then. 
I'll be there. Everything they do is great anyway as well. But. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, so I checked out that sketch. Yeah. I checked out another sketch where um, the Coneheads go visit their neighbours, which is very similar to the scene where the neighbours come round to their house in this. Hmm. Apart from the the male neighbour is James Belushi again. No, yeah. John Belushi. Get it right. At least say it was a good one. Which is weird, because, I mean, James, we need to give him some credit because well, Twin Peaks Some of the night, you heard, this is going back to Ghostbusters as well, and that it was, they'd done all the animations and things for Slimer, mm-hmm. and then, like, like three days or something, maybe it was you who told me this, I can't remember where I heard it from, mm-hmm. but apparently, like, three days before it was due, they suddenly said, yeah, you need to make it look like um, Belushi, and they went, oh, okay, and then just submitted what they'd already done. <laughs> And they were told, yeah, wonderful, it's great, it looks just like him. And they're like, okay, cool. So, Someone was obviously having a bad day. Yeah. Sorry, quick stop for uh, Lem Sips. Mm. I'll have to sip a lemon. And, uh, and a milk slice. Because I, you, if you don't eat it with food, it goes all weird. Ew. Mm. <laughs> milk. Mm. I've never had one of those, and I would not. Even. Said the vegan. No, but before I was vegan, I would just and because uh, it's, I want to say it's, it's white chocolate sort of tasting. Milk. No, but just imagine two soft, soft pieces of bread, and in between it, a soft milk paste. <laughs> exactly. Mm. No, I'm not having that. Oh fuck that. Ugh. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I need another drink of Cherry Pepsi Max. Right. Not a sponsor. No, definitely not. I've never heard Pepsi sponsor any podcast. You've got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying, Mr. Pepsi. Yeah, you know where we are? He doesn't. Mm. Um, but if he did, he still wouldn't bother. But um, not the point. Yeah, so uh, they go around and they meet the Coneheads, uh, who they, they assume are called Cohen. Yeah. And then they have to keep saying Conehead. That's funny. Oh, yeah, because... Um, yeah, yeah, oh, no, they, the they, Coneheads go around to their house. That's yeah. what it is. Get it right. <coughs> In the cartoon, it's the other yeah. way around. And so they, uh, you know, they look out their window and there's weird lights coming from the roof and they keep asking about that and stuff. Um, one joke that comes back in the film, because I also watched the film, um, is that Dan Aykroyd decants... All 20 cigarettes from a pack of cigarettes in one go. Yeah. Holding it in a perfect, the shape, basically it's still the shape of the packet of cigarettes. Yeah. So it's a rectangle. Yeah. He puts them all into his mouth and lights them all at once and smokes 20 cigarettes simultaneously. <laughs> that and the vodka, how is he still alive? Yeah. Well, let's see, you know, obviously mix that with the uh, the cone uh, the Coneheads thing of... Uh, uh, eating and drinking to excess. Yeah. That even the daughter in that scene is downing a bottle of vodka, like a 1.5 of <laughs> vodka. The movie well, got one thing right, though. Yeah. The TV show failed, which is... Because Connie... Connie Conehead. Yeah. Is born on Earth. Yeah. She acts like a human with a Conehead. Yeah. Unlike, you know, 
in the sketches and in this show where she also goes me 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 a lot. Yeah. And just acts like one of them. Yeah, because she wouldn't do that because she's been she's grown up in this environment, so she's yeah. In the yeah. same way that my nephew has a Scottish accent, though he is not yeah. Scottish. Yeah. Which is... I'd have to be specific. I don't think they listen. It's fine. You know which one no. I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, it's like um, my cousin's um, daughter, Rhiannon, born in Scotland, but uh-huh. uh, because they live in Yorkshire. Well, yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Mental accent. So, um, yeah. Mm. But that Conehead film as well. Only has famous people in it. Yeah. It's crazy. Sinbad's in it. I should have probably watched it. I thought you said famous people. <laughs> uh, Adam Sandler's in it. Um, uh, Michael McKean's in I it. I saw a picture of Adam Sandler last night. I mean, short hair and like a goatee beard and things. That's uh, Uncut Gems, right? Yeah. If they wanted to do a movie where the Beatles were evil, he'd make a fucking perfect Ringo. Evil Ringo, yeah. starring Adam Sandler. I mean, I reckon you should just text that to him. You could be, probably become a millionaire. Yeah, stick on Netflix, laughing. <coughs> oh. But yeah, but I just looked at it and I was just like, fuck now, Evil Ringo. Mm-hmm. I'd watch that. Oh. Which is weird, because you hate Adam Sandler. I like Ringo Starr, though. <laughs> Especially if he's evil. Also, Uncut oh. Gems, amazing. I don't know if you could watch it. Like, not in a cinema setting. It's the tensest film you'll ever watch. Yeah. Instead of Ringo going peace and love, you could go hate and fear, hate and fear. Oh, I see. You turned him into Charles Manson. Well yeah. done. <laughs> oh, there you go. Heller and Skeller. If only he wrote it. Oh, I don't know. Oh, but the other's got to be evil as well. I don't know who you get to play them. You know, his usual friends, so uh, David Spade. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would uh, the dude from... Uh, Molkopf be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I like David Spade's then. I like David Spade. David Spade's in Coneheads. Is it? Yeah. Along with Michael McKean. Uh, I like Joe Dirt. You see, I thought that was a good movie. I mean, you're insane. But... Yeah, it's fine. Oh. Right. Um, <laughs> well, uh, um, <laughs> anyway, back who to... Who else is in the film? Who else is in the film? Let's have a look. Uh, Phil Hartman. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> That Canadian guy who isn't Rick Moranis. You know, he's like Will Ferrell's dad in Elf. You know, he's in tons of stuff. I've seen Elf. Oh. Well, anyway, he's in tons yeah. of stuff. Um, uh, Jason Alexander. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I can't think of anyone, but no. every time, every scene, you're like, what the fuck are they doing in this? <laughs> and then mm. the soundtrack is like off the charts. Yeah, because all can bare ladies and... Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Um, R.E.M. Uh, Soft Cell. Yeah. That's it. My favourite <coughs> ever song, ever. <coughs> I don't know if that's odd or not. It's a good song, so I'll let it lie. But uh, the cartoon itself, let's get into it, right? Basically, also, if you've ever seen the film, the cartoon is basically the first... 40 minutes of the film crushed into 22 minutes. Right. Because mm. you need to get to Connie, but you also need to know how they land, right? Yeah. So they have all of that in 22 minutes. So, yeah, because it just, it just kicks in 
pretty quick. Mm. Um, yeah, because we open in space. That's the first thing I wrote. Um, space. A conehead shaped craft speeds past, and we see the word Remulac on screen, which I then instantly had to assume that was their planet, because why else would it appear on screen? Indeed. Um, and that's. No, it is. It's Remulac. for yeah. a sci fi thing, so. Yep, no, that's why you're explaining it weird. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Um, everything's weird. You've Though, got... admittedly, the first few minutes, none of it makes sense, right? There's so many made-up words. Yeah. You're like, I'm sorry, what is going well, on? Well, that's... I think I'd heard the, the phrase word salad recently, and that explains pretty much this entire episode. Mm. Because there's so much of this going on that it was very hard to focus on well, anything they were saying. Very little matters, right? Because yeah. they're talking about... As in, they introduce you to these beautiful pools on Remulac where they do yeah. swimming or something and they're like the photon uh, you know waters are, are closing at five and you go is that like a swimming pool why does mm. anyone care why are you talking about this like it's <laughs> oh. aren't you don't you work for the government or something yeah. see that's the thing as well. I mean see this is a Rankin and Bass production mm-hmm. um, which I could have probably told without seeing that at some point Um because I always hate Rankin Basket. It's all the the looping stuff in the background. It just always looked cheap and horrible to me. And yet, to me, I think it looks pretty good. Because, mm. I mean, you say looping, but just remember, like, old Flintstones or, like, new Flintstones, which is still 40 years old. Mm. Or, like, new Tom and Jerry, which is, like, 40 years old. And those backgrounds, literally like an A4 piece of paper, that just flop around when they run them. Uh, you know? Uh, I think it's utter shit. Oh, well. And Rankin and Bass, I think. Well, I mean, yeah, mean? I'd say the um, Flintstones, yeah, mm. but um, Tom and Jerry always looked alright. That background's terrible in the later ones. Mm. Not the forties, not the fifties. I'm talking about the seventies, the eighties, mm-hmm. and this is the eighties. So I think they've taken a lot yeah. more time. Oh well, well. You know the first thing that made me worry about this uh, episode? Yeah, canned laughter. I was just about to say. Um, uh, just put there, oh fuck no, a laugh track, which I always hate in anything, <coughs> or absolutely, again, just everything yeah. that's got a laugh track, because all that suggests to me is that... You the, don't know when to laugh. Well, yeah, the people making it had no faith that their writing was good enough, or the people making it, the, the writing that was good enough for people to know when the jokes were. So we need to highlight it. Are you, are you blaming disgraced Senator Al Franken? How dare you, yes. the writer of this episode? <laughs> yeah, we'll get... You know what I'm about the writers just now? Get out of the way with Why not? Um, well, I say, well, I say the directors, Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass, um, so, uh, also famous for their, like, uh, what am I doing here? I don't know. I fucked up. Yeah, obviously ton of animated projects, some live action as well. Um, Thundercats was theirs as well. I didn't realise that was Rankin and Bass. See, that's good, right? Yeah. Um, um, Silverhawks comes up again. I'm sure Silverhawks has come up for other people that were involved. Mm. I need to find that at some point. It looks terrible, but possibly enjoyable as well. We'll put it next to Nightman. Um, And I'll just put in brackets here, yeah, Bakshi is better. So there you go. Um, Yeah, but even like, like cats fucking each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so let's that's why go. you liked that movie. You know that one that's out in the cinema right now. Yeah. What's it called? Cats. <laughs> Never heard. <laughs> uh, um, 
Tom Davis is one of the writers. Um, obviously famous for writing tons of stuff for Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Um, played a, plis- a prison clerk in Blues Brothers 2000. Um, Sitting next to Frank Oz, I assume. Yeah, and uh, well, possibly. And um, played Governor's Aide in my favourite film that turns out just to be an advert, um, Evolution. Yeah. Oh, for Head and Shoulders? Yes. Head and Shoulders kills all the aliens. Is that the worst not sequel to Ghostbusters ever? And that it's written by the team but did Ghostbusters, yeah. Dan Aykroyd's in it. It's directed by Ivan Reitman, who yeah. made Ghostbusters. And yet, it's about Head and Shoulders. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Possibly... Possibly the worst thing David Duchovny ever had ever did. Duchovny? Duchovny. Yeah. Worst. I know he did that movie where his daughter wants to have sex with him because she has the mind of her mother or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Is this from the nineties where he's famous? No, I think it's from like five years yeah, ago. Yeah, but at least it wasn't just hideous product placement for incest juice or something. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, if incest juice exists, well, yeah. good, good for them. Yeah. That's brave. Um, also, um, apparently, he's director of the 2001 comedy Hitting the Wall, which, despite not even having a synopsis or cast list or anything in IMDb, still scores 7.2 out of 10. For how many people? Um, it was about 30, which is weird. Uh, it's his friends. Yeah. Um <coughs> Yeah, so then we like I haven't written much for the other writer because you know the facts on this one. Um Al Franken. Mm-hmm. Um obviously a lot of writing credits for Saturday Night Live. Also voiced Mayor McCheese in the Clerks animated series. Nice. Um so yeah. Sexual harassment. Go. Yeah, but after he was a politician. Yeah. You know, because he was running for I'm sure there was talk at one point he was gonna run for president. Yeah, right. Yeah. And they were like, "Yeah, but check this picture out." Could you imagine USA. some sort of sexual harasser slash rapist being president? I <laughs> mean, the Democrats can't because he's a Democrat. That's why he stepped oh, down. Oh well, there you go. Well, good for them. <laughs> uh, but um, it is. But uh, he's. Oh, I haven't listened to it yet. But he's actually on uh, Conan O'Brien needs a friend this week. Oh. So uh, maybe we've forgiven him. I'm sure the woman was like, it was a joke, it's fine. Yeah. Well, that, was that you or me? That was me. Oh, okay. That was me again. Because no. um, you'd send me that photograph and I was like, is that a dead woman he's feeling up or something? Because it was hard, very hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not Guantanamo Bay. He's not no. joining in with like the, the no. tea bag and whatever. <laughs> yeah. He's not a monster. He's just, he's just, you know. He's a bit of a monster. Yeah, he's he's on the he's on the mon. Unfortunately, he's, he's on, on the monster uh, scale spectrum. Yeah, the monster spectrum. That is a monster spectrum. That's good. Yeah. yeah. You know, he might have got some of that black juice in him from the the new Black Christmas. <gasps> Shocking. Oh, I love the juice. Yes, that's a reference to Black Christmas. And then Janelle Monae, you're oh, happy. You're, you're happy. Yeah, you're happy. You're listening. We'll convince you yet. <laughs> oh. Yeah, when the boss uh, stands up, his chair is obscene. Did you point yeah, that? Yeah, I, I saw that. Cause you it had to- boobies and a muff. Okay, well, I saw the part and I was just like, I don't get Well, it's a so- kid's cartoon. Yeah, I never noticed. And it's boobies well, and a muff. Well, it must be some sort of Rorschach thing because I did not see that. I just saw a part. Well, I, like, don't, I don't go around uh, thinking about boobies and muff all day. I'm not yeah. like one of those guys. Nah. 
Definitely. Oh, I didn't. Looks I, like he was sitting on a naked woman. You said that, now I'm going to have to rewatch it. Um, just to, and then, just and, to and see and it. When this one goes out, everyone uh-huh. goes, you know what, Gareth? You are a pervert. Oh. You didn't even realise. Because so you'd said to me, Vertex, about something about your seat, and I went back and looked at it and went, yeah, it's, yeah, it's all right. Boobies in the mouth. But and I did not see that at all then. Oh. Um, oh, well. We're about 45 seconds in, and I've written, Dan Aykroyd's dialogue is impenetrable. That and... I said I was not aware of the voices they were going to be using. <laughs> Mibs and for fuck, I'm amazed. Oh. I'm amazed we haven't said Mibs yet. I'm, Mibs, I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's maybe going to be my rating at the end. Um, but yeah, just I said the. I know they're sort of doing science fictiony, alieny voices or whatever. Uh-huh, yeah. I don't think I was prepared for it. This is, oh, it was just doing my head in, and that's and I say we're in a couple of minutes in. <coughs> oh, maintain low tones. Yeah. So yeah, Beldar and Primat from <coughs> Remulac are to take over Earth. That's all that really matters. Yeah. Uh, instead, they argue and pit stop on the moon, and then applause kicks in. And at this point, well, I am dreading what is to come. Yeah, because it just, I mean. By this point as well, from all this fucking the crap that we're talking about, I was getting. I thought, I thought if this was actually not aimed, it's not aimed at kids, obviously. But if it had been written by kids, it would be better. <laughs> the writing in this to this point later on as well is fucking awful. But isn't that a problem that you hear about with um, Dan Aykroyd a lot, and that you? You hear that the script for Blues Brothers was like 500 pages long. Mm. And John Landis had to go in there and just toss out huge chunks about explaining why the car's magic well, and like stuff like that. And then Ghostbusters was like 500 years yeah. long. Uh, 500 years long, yes. And it was set like in the future and yeah. they had to battle 400 ghosts well, so that it was going to cost like $3 billion in 1984. Yeah, again, this week I'm going to reference uh, my John Tron video from uh, YouTube. But he does a video on Dan Aykroyd's vodka. And he points out that there's this whole video that Dan Aykroyd's put out about it. And it is four minutes in. Four minutes of solid talking by Dan Aykroyd mm-hmm. about skulls and shit. Four minutes in before he mentions the word vodka. So that sort of can... Um, Proves your point there that he does tend to just over emphasize shit. And, yes. Yeah. But I say four minutes in his video about skulls, and I think he points out in this video as well that he goes through this whole thing about the bottle and the shape of it and the crystal skulls and how you've got. Can, then he mentions vodka. And then at the end of this whole spiel, he just tells you that it's a premium vodka in a cool bottle. So you did that whole four minutes about how special crystal skulls are and how poignant it is that you've made a thing. And then you just top it off by going, yeah, it's a cool bottle. Cheers. I mean, it is a cool bottle. Though. It is. But, oh, God, he's... No. Here's a word thing. Mibs. 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 What word is that? Or is it just the sound of frustration? Because it can't <laughs> well, be fucked. If it had been right? later on, it could have been them, like... <coughs> It could be a Men in Black reference or something. Cause like, oh, bloody Mibs. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But it's not, because it's obviously years before that. Well, no, because Men in Black have make... been a thing since, like... No, no, but... The 40s. In... But I'm talking about the movies and things. Yeah, but, like, even the comics and all that started. No. Yeah. You know, like, oh. in the 70s, right? But, I don't 
Maybe. I think it's these things that they're trying to like see the whole again low tones or whatever mebs um, and there's another phrase I've got written down somewhere that they were quite obviously trying to just crow her in as a bloody catchphrase. Um, what was the other one? Because there was three sensorings. Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking we'll get to that. So. Yeah, and I say well. That's, I say it's we're three minutes and forty in, and that's when you get to the whole applause thing, and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake! And that's yeah, it pops up saying starring the talents of, rather than just Ken starring or mm-hmm. Ken, yours who's in it. Maybe because he overthinks yeah. thing, Dan Aykroyd. Starring the talents of comes up because they're in space, and if it said starring, you might think of stars. That's <laughs> yet again having no faith in your audience to understand what you're saying, and oh, I don't know. So yeah, so anyway, good. Oh, I just I, my brain just suddenly went. Wah, 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 wah. I got the theme tune back in my oh. head. <laughs> Boom. Wah, 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 wah. Bum. Yeah. <laughs> Even that's not good. It's bum, and all yeah. the time there's applause over it, like they've seen it before. Yeah. Do you reckon it's not actually canned? Do you reckon they showed it before, like, an episode of Saturday Night Live once? And just record the laughter? No, because... Because... Because it's not funny? Yeah, because of the thing. <laughs> After watching this, I just suddenly realised that there was no jokes in it. There were supposed to be. There was definitely things that they were supposed to be jokes, but they weren't. She did have a baby out of her head. She doesn't do that in the yeah. movie. She has it out of her vagine. Well, and uh, the doctors just... are there and they're all screaming <laughs> and uh, and uh, Sinbad's trying to take pictures and all his juice is flying over him. And he's just like... Wah! Wah! Oh, Sinbad. <laughs> Sinbad, he was my favourite. He was, he was in Kazette uh, uh, um, now. Yeah, it was some... no, he wasn't in Kazam. No, but that, there was another that... genie one that he was in. No, no, no. That's the lie, right? That's the... Yeah. What's that thing called? The thing. The thing that's not real. People remember things one way, but they never oh, existed. Um Mandela effect. Yes. That is Sinbad never made a genie movie. Didn't that he? was uh Shaquille O'Neal in Yeah, because that was Shazam, but there wasn't wasn't there another one? No. No. It's a lie. No. Well then mm, I think it's because Because his name's Sinbad. You think of like the sailor, yeah, and he kind of dressed a bit like a, a genie. pirate, a genie, and a weird. I'll, I'm here to finish your sentences today. Weird curly Persian shoes. And stuff. <coughs> you oh. fucking racist! Oh, that's With your Persian shoes. Um, uh, if someone could make me a pair of Converse trainers that have Persian toes, I don't know if that's no. possible. <laughs> and they look special. Yeah. Not as good as those fucking cons from. Uh, oh. I'm I'm a poor boy, but you know I sent you that that, that picture of those cons a couple of days yeah. ago, right? And I'm like, look how cool these are—they're on sale. Yeah. I then got from uh, Converse an email saying it's your birthday this month. Take fifteen percent off anything. <laughs> so those shoes, if I wanted them, are now thirty-eight pounds. Nice. I really don't have. They better. They better stay on sale to my birthday. <laughs> I will buy them. Oh. Um. So yeah. So it goes through the credits. You have got Jane Curtin. Um, here's a quick quiz for you, right? Mm-hmm. So, I see, best known for Third Rope from the Sun, um, Kate and Alley, 
Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Do you know? I still call Kate and Ellie Kirsty and Ellie to this <laughs> right. day. No. Anyway, yes. Which go and put them in order of like most episodes that she appeared in. I'm sorry. What? So you've got the three series there. Yeah. Which one do you think was the most? Say, say the three again, though, because I'm ill. So you've got Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Kurt, uh, Kate and Ali. Uh-huh. Oh, I said music, Kirsten. And Third Rock from the Sun. Well, if if we're talking percentages, she's in every episode of Kate and Ali because she is Kate or Ali. Mm-hmm. She's not in every episode of Third Rock from the Sun because she turns up halfway through the first season. And it's just kind of like a reoccurring. Oh, well, the ones that she's credited for, though, I've mm-hmm. got the, the amounts that she's credited for. Yeah. So, in order, what do you think is the most... Or the least to the most. I don't know. Or uh, most to least. SNL, Third Rock, Kate and Alley. No. Okay. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Kate and Alley, then Third Rock. 104 episodes of Saturday Night Live. How many? 104. Uh-huh. Um, 122 episodes of Kate and Alley. Uh-huh. 138 episodes of Third Rock. But you got to remember, Third Rock ran for 10 years. I know. But that's why I thought... Kate and Alley ran for like... But those numbers are quite close. So that's why I thought, well, let's... Yeah, no, it's a good game. Yeah. But Kate and Alley ran for five. And my thing thing was, I can't remember being in every episode of Third Rock. So I flipped it. But I think if you look at it from a point of view of percentages, I'm still right. Also, here's here's something for being picky. I would never have guessed she was in over 100 episodes of SNL. No. My brain said one series. (laughs) No. Um, and that's not to insult her because I love her. Yeah. You ever seen the episode of uh, Broad City Witches where she plays a, uh, that she's in? Mm. She's amazing in it. Um, also got Lorraine Newman mm-hmm. as Connie. Now here's something that came up in her credits. Lorraine Newman. One episode of the Blues Brothers unaired animated series. Oh. My God. I know. There's no. a sequel happening. I've not looked it up on YouTube because I forgot. <laughs> because but, I was scared. Yeah. But as soon as I saw that, <coughs> oh, holy fuck. Um, so, yeah, 208 credits. So she's done Saturday Night Live. There's that. And also, uh, must have been my favourite role that she's ever done quite uh, lately, which was uh, additional voices in Wreck-It Ralph. Well done, Art. Good for her. Um, I, do you know, I know more about that guy who says her voice yeah. than I know about her. Lorraine Newman. I his name. What's his name again? Oh, I, I don't really know anything about him. Oh. His name's Bob or Dave, isn't it? No, it's... No, I'm sure it's Bob or Dave. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm 100% no. correct. <laughs> don't you know I think's the worst part? I might be mixing up with uh, uh, David Cross yeah. and Bob Odenkirk. I'm not sure. <laughs> um... It was just a quick aside. Um, when it comes to like, announcers or can voiceover people, no, I think he's the worst person in the world. Michael Buffer. Now he's the dude that used to be for like um, boxing matches and stuff with the whole "let's get ready to rumble" thing. He'd introduce everyone. Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, that guy. He just seems like a complete cunt, and that's pretty much his talent is just reading out people's names before they punch each other. That is a talent, though. Well, yeah, it's a talent, but Look it's at still... Look the guy on uh, hmm. Blinder Data. Blinder Data. Blinder Data. His name was Michael, wasn't it? No, it was... That was with a G or something. Graham. Graham, there it was. Because it, isn't it secretly that guy from uh, Alan Partridge? 
His mate, Ooh. stab, stab, twist, twist, kill. Is it him? Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm pleased it's him there, then. I like the guy. Again. He's also the guy, because oh. he was the voice on E4 for years as well, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, the guy on E4. He was like, and now, here we are. Oh, I know. He used to introduce, yeah. you know, he'd be on the adverts. Yeah. And it wasn't until eventually he appeared on an advert doing the voice that <laughs> I was like, oh, it's him. <laughs> he's not a Jordy at all. Yeah. Oh. He's, a, he's an actor. No. Oh. He's a oh. goddamn British institution. Sure. So, yeah, so four minutes 20 before this episode actually gets started, then. Once we I get love the fact the... that we are <laughs> 39 <laughs> minutes into this episode and we haven't talked about it yet. Oh. Um, yes. So, yeah, so um, more bad flying. Um, yeah, they... Something about, there was a, some sort of possible joke about New York or something, but then we just saw two. Round towery things, and there was some. I'm well, sure there was a joke about corn or something. I was like, I don't get. This. Isn't it? Isn't it? They're supposed to go to New York, but their systems are all fucked up. Yeah. And they see basically two grain silos and yeah. assume they're the twin towers. Mm. Oh, okay, that makes kind of sense then. But and then they crash into the sea. Mebs. Mebs. Mm, um, Mebs. Um, it's night time as they mm. crawl on shore, chased by dogs. Yeah, well, um, yeah. Leave us alone, puny humans. Yeah, yeah again, um, music kicks in again. It's bloody awful. Uh, music by Bernard Hoffer. Never heard of him. Fuck you, Bernard. <laughs> um, Saint Bernard, I don't know. I looked so. at his credits and it was pretty much everything that Rankin and Bass <laughs> had done, like animated, yep. was him. So, it's his fault. Um, Isn't it weird that they they then hide in this caravan, right? Yeah. Right from the dogs, and it turns out this caravan is also a TV repair shop. Yeah, that... Louis, Louis TV repair. And here's the thing: Would you fix a TV for a single coin? Mm. They're changing. They're trading coins for the fixed TVs. Yeah, it's coins from John Wick. Though, so it's... No, well, that'd be <laughs> fine, right? But the way I see it is, what? So it's like fifty cents. That thing's what they when, upgraded that in the film when he just does TV repair. How often were people's TVs breaking down back then? As often as they are now, but remember, I used to have to. I, I don't know yeah. about you, but I've seen a TV repairman in my house multiple times mm. in my life, um, including as an adult. Mm. But here's the thing: now, when your TV breaks, you throw it out the window and buy a new TV because yeah. they cost a hundred quid. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this so- is coming from a man who has had a thirty-two-inch Samsung sitting next to him <laughs> since two thousand and eight. It works just fine. Um, so yeah, so Louis uh, of Louis Repair, voiced by Bob McFadden. Ah, um, Bob. Seventy-four credits, but probably most famous to us as the voice of Snarf from Thundercats. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he's creeping in there with a shotgun. Yep. And they say, "Um, stop, human! <laughs> Your weapons will have no effect." And he goes, oh, and just throws it away. Doesn't even try. I know. Oh, it would be a very short episode if he did just blast them with a shotgun and they died. True. Which is probably quite likely. They say it's not going to work, but nobody tests it out. Here's the thing, though, right? Because they like to consume vast quantities. Oh, that's, yeah. that's one of them. Oh, yeah, that's the... Ah, th- uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. He drinks six beers at a time with the the still linked together. Yeah. Which he does in the film as well. Well done. Okay. Well, that's something. 
Yeah. Continuity. Oh no, there's plenty of continuity. Like I say, the film and this mm. are almost identical apart from the TV repair mm. shop is a proper TV repair shop run by Sinbad. So at least <clears throat> the money makes sense because it's more than a fucking penny they're changing hands. Because um, at the end of the first week from fixing TVs, Sinbad has made $8,000 in 1993 and gives <laughs> about a quarter of it to, uh, to Belda. So is he just sneaking into people's houses at night and breaking their TVs just to make money? No, he's not a monster. He's a He's a... <laughs> Straight up businessman. Until he has to get fake papers for Beldar because he's an illegal immigrant. Oh. Well, there you go. Um, oh, yeah, there's a question. So just their surname is just Conehead? Yes. Okay. There you go. And everyone keeps saying it's Cohen. Because oh. that would make sense to them. And they obviously tell everyone they're from France. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so- <laughs> the best joke in the film where Michael McKean is an immigration officer yeah. disguised as Jehovah's Witness goes round to Beldar's to find out if he is an alien Beldar inexplicably they're going to a fancy dress party but it's never said uh, is dressed as Abraham Lincoln <laughs> <laughs> oh no I think I saw a still of this with him with a hat on and-, and then they start uh, when Beldar says he's from France Michael McKean then starts speaking French, to which Beldar speaks French perfectly. At no point are there subtitles, and David Spade looks between them both confused. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh. I also um, don't know if there ever were subtitles and they're just missing. You know, yeah. like when you watch The Goonies, right? Yeah. I remember watching The Goonies on normal TV and laughing at Corey Feldman talking Spanish to the woman and the woman getting scared. Yeah. And then years later I saw it and there's subtitles. There was never subtitles on the the the, the, tea, the tea time version. Yeah. Probably because he's talking about sexual experiments. Um, and okay. so, yeah, years later you go, oh, I now understand what he's saying. Oh, he's a monster. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. I don't remember ever seeing it. I probably didn't see it with subtitles. Though. If you, get, if you see sub- it, uh, if yeah. you get it on Divid, yeah. you, you get the subtitles. Mm. Well, um, Drug dealers, shit. So yeah. Oh, so yeah, so they um, get jobs fixing TVs, they eat chicken, drink frosty brew. Um, He's an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, And the old man shrugs while looking into camera. Uh, Primat is pregnant. She is with Cone. Yes, because they had, um, yeah, they had apply sensor rings or something. Sensor rings or sensor? Sensor. Sensor. Um, Yeah. And then, yeah. Kids born. Yeah, no, this bit they really have to crack the speed yeah, they up. Just, they got they really so that she has the baby through her head. And that's I think it's all of a sudden, um like Louis seems to be dead or or gone. Because mm. now Beldar is running the uh, T V repair shop. I just assumed he built his own business. Yeah. But it's also the case of I was like, oh, how long's passed? And it turns out it was six years had passed. Yep. Um which was not very clear. Um, um, so yeah, then Connie's... Then more years pass because Connie seems to be a bit older. Well, she's a straight up... Uh, she's yeah. straight up trying to have sex with people by the end of this yeah. episode, so I fucking but, hope she Because yeah. um, she's upset because she doesn't know where she's from <laughs> and they just say France um, and then they just keep going on about maintain low tones. And, maintain low tones! Yeah. Um, 
And I've got a note here that I, maybe you can shed light on because I can't remember the context of this. But yeah, it just says consume mass quantities and paint your hot dog. Oh, no, okay. no I remember. Yeah. They are having the hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And he's got paint for repairing TVs. Yeah. Why oh, you would need paint for repairing TVs? I don't know. I assumed it was glue, but carry on. I know it said paint on the side of the tin. Well, I don't know. Carry on. But then he paint. He puts it on his hot dog and eats it. He drinks petrol in this episode. It's, it's, you know, oh, yeah, he totally does. Yeah, when they fill the car up. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Um, here's the thing as well. At this point, did they just take a lot of the concepts of, like, how the aliens are interacting with human stuff mm-hmm. and go, let's just put this over at the side here and at some point we'll rejig it and we'll make Third Rock from the Sun. I just think the jokes, because I say, the people who made this cartoon are not the people who made Third Rock. Mm-hmm. They, made, they, they helped write the film. Yeah. So I think the th- things that I like about the film are probably the things that Third Rock brought, yeah. which is aliens come to Earth to take it over and realise they like it there. Yeah. That's what Third Rock is at the yeah. end of the day. I mean, spoilers for Coneheads the movie. After they escape and get back to Remulac, they realise that they want to go back to Earth for Connie. Mm. And so do. Fair enough. Um. <clears throat> also, the film is not even <clears throat> 90 minutes long, which when you take into account the plot. I mean, luckily they'd done... This bit. Yeah. So many times by the time they got to the film, they could do it pretty quick. So now, um, so now they moved to New Jersey. Yes. Um, because... Was it, uh, was it, they need to be near the UN, right? Yeah. I've got Cold Earth, but it's not Cold Earth. What was the guy's name? Oh, I have that written down, but I'm, I'll... I'll, I'll bring, it's it's almost like my name, but with a C. Yeah, Cold Rath. Cold Rath. Okay, I just got the E and the R in the wrong way. Mm. Um... Um, apparently more hilarity ensues with them yet again arguing about maps and driving. Yep. Ugh. Such a classic. Oh, it's just it's fantastic. But you've seen it, right? I've seen my mum and dad scream at each other in a car while driving. Yeah. It's not funny, though. <laughs> no, know. but, it, you know, it becomes funny because it's true because it's definitely something yeah. that happens. But, yeah. But that's like the third time in this thing. It's, yeah. Mm. Beating a dead horse, right? Um, Tom Davis voices um, the neighbour Barry mm-hmm. um, and Cheryl Heisner is voiced by Cynthia Adler um, now here's the thing she's got 14 credits including 14 episodes of The Amazing Chan and The Chan Clan sounds racist now this is from 1972 and I went to the IMDb and saw like a trailer thing for it and I had to click it just to see how racist mm-hmm. now um, the the concept of the series is Charlie Chan. Um, oh, that racist. Yeah. Okay, carry on. Charlie Chan um, tries to solve mysteries with the help of his 10 children and pet dog. Right? Uh huh. I didn't even know Charlie Chan had 10 children. Do you I know? I don't think he does. So then I thought, right, let's see how this goes. So I push play on the thing. Now, the voices are not as problematic as you would think. They're actually probably, I mean, obviously they're not done by actual Asians, Asian people, but they're not, they're not cartoony, horrible. I mean, consider it's 1972 as well. (coughs) I would say hats off to them for um, doing normal voices. 
Uh-huh. Um, the drawings, on the other hand... No. They're not that bad, but it's just, it's the eyes. No, obviously, you didn't even have to say it. I knew exactly what you were gonna, where it was going. Yeah. Um, and one of the issues, is two sons, which seems to be the main ones that are doing most of the work, are sort of running along a hallway at some point, because it's, it's quite obviously Hanna-Barbera kind uh-huh. thingies. Um, to the point where the ma- music in the background is just Scooby-Doo, where are you? Okay. But they've um, orientalised it. That sounds terrible. Which is not great. But I see, voice-wise, was very pleasantly surprised that it was not horrible. Consider it's 1972. Yeah. <coughs> I didn't think I was going to be horrified. And then, to be fair, I'd probably have more to write if it was horrible. But, yeah, I'll give him that. That was not terrible. Yeah. So, um... So here's the thing as well. Oh, go, oh no, on you go. No, no I was just going to go back one second, right? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine when you finally contact your boss, right? And you haven't even built the foundations of your business. Mm-hmm. He asks you how the first quarter growth is going. Yeah. You know what I mean? The stress that must entail. Where he's <laughs> like, so yeah, you know, I, I assume everything's going well. You, you know, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've done nothing. I mean, he's at least quite honest. He does go, yeah, no, I've not done anything, yeah. eventually. Which is ballsy, because yeah. it sounds like he'd be like, I'm going to blow your plan up. I think, I mean, at least then you have got the buffer zone of several million <coughs> light years or whatever, however much distance they are from, yeah. and Paul Dark or whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> what was, the name, then, what was uh, the name of the planet again? Well, oh, uh, 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 Remulan. Okay, there you go. Not Paul Dark at all. Well, no, because that's a that's a that's a, a guy from Cornwall, right? It's close though. Um, but um, yeah, coffee rings. Oh, Beldar thinks it's for sex. Yeah. Um, mm, edible. I edible sensor nev- rings. Never heard of a coffee ring, so I looked it up and I found a wonderful recipe from Mary Berry. Um, it's for just, coffee rings, it's just like a funnel cake. Yeah, it's right? just a coffee cake thing, but in a yeah, yeah. in a thing. Um. Other things as well. Tom Davis's voice for the neighbour is just Peter Griffin, right? Yeah, but Peter Griffin's from Rhode Island, and that's near New Jersey, yeah. right? So isn't that yeah. just like how but people see, talk? But it's, but it's just. I mean, obviously, different people doing it, but it is just and sixteen years on. apart. I would actually say it was like Tom Davis's voice there was kind of mix of that, maybe. Peter Griffin mixed with a little bit of Fred Flintstone. Yeah, yeah. Remember, there was a time when they were going. Uh, the guys behind Family Guy were going to remake the Flintstones. All right, and never came to anything. Mm. Um. <coughs> so yeah, um, yeah. When they were rubbing their heads together after this and turning red, which was odd and upsetting. Well, I just think that's the beginning. Of, that's, yeah, that's, it's their uh, ar- arousal or whatever. But, but the, they change that in the film. I think it's just the way they show love for each other because they yeah. also do it to their daughter. So I really hope it's not for sex. Um, <laughs> Cancel Cornet. In the same... Right, Connie is a diver in this and she's also a diver in the film. They like, they keep lots of bits together. Because mm. um, she's very good at diving. <clears throat> And because uh, she has a cone head, yeah, she slides that, silently into the water. Yeah, like a torpedo. Yeah. Um, makes sense. Um, 
<coughs> excuse me. So yeah, the explainers an alien. Um, there's more map direction based jokes again. Mm. Um, speech was lost. Blah blah blah. She takes uh, uh, Connie takes the fe- uh, being told she's an alien quite well. Probably because she looks like a fucking alien, but yeah, I mean, when that's one thing in the film as well. Yeah. She knows she's an alien. Yeah, because they've told her because it makes well, it's also, sense. Like, there's only three of them with heads <coughs> that shape. Yeah, wh- there is no who one, always wear those collars. Yeah, there is no one else anywhere. Obviously, you haven't seen everyone on the planet, but you've got a TV. You've never seen anybody else with that head. Yep. Yeah. It's just, and you've never seen anybody eat the way you eat, <laughs> or, yeah, or can eat the things you can eat, yeah. petrol and paint. Um, it's yeah. Um, and that was the thing as well. What was she goes on a date with the dude? Oh, Romy. Yeah. Um. Never trust a man who always wears sunglasses. No. Um, and then she was wearing some what was it some sort of like thing they thought was a sensor ring to go out with, but it was just obviously some sort of gear to go a rock concert with like a headband. Yeah, and then yeah, then turns out she did fuck because she took a sensor ring from her parents or something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Romy hands it back to them, which yeah. is that like, is that like. Go to your uh, uh, parent, you know, your girlfriend's parents' door, knocking and handing them a used condom, <laughs> so they can wash out and use it again. <laughs> Here you go, the family condom. Here's your sheepskin. <laughs> Goodbye. No, yes. Um, no, at least these ones are reusable because they're just for sticking on your head. It's Part not like the edible one. Yeah, true. So does that mean also sensor rings are nothing? They're just I a thought, ring. Yeah, because I thought there was some sort of like must be electronics or something in it that did something, but then the coffee cake. Still worked. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they, I don't know, absorb something through their cone heads from I it. I can't or... stop farting. I'm so sorry. It'll be sorry. all over the audio. Um, it's also real pungent. I apologize. Yeah. It's the sickness. And there's also, there's a weird start at the end of this, because we're getting close to the end of the episode. There is that sort of weird pause thing when it comes with the, like the sensor ring reveal mm. and it got to the point where there was such a pause in it I thought it was suddenly going to cut to like the moral of the story and Mr. T was going to tell me about not taking sense of rings from my parents and going to rock concerts or something mm. so oh there's something we should find it's a Mr. T cartoon I remember being that, that I've got video of that somewhere <coughs> good for you mm, probably next to my mask um your mask of Mr. T. I <laughs> no, right. no. Mask Crusaders. <sighs> I love Mask. Yeah. Who was your favourite? My favourite was Floyd Malloy. I don't even remember the names. I don't remember Matt Tracker and Scott Tracker. Um, it was the one, there was a Jeep that could turn into a boat. It was cool. Uh-huh. I think I had that. I'd, um, I'd Rhino. I had Buckshot. Buckshot. That's Floyd Malloy, yeah, the bike. Oh, was it opened up and it was like a hover bike thing? I can't remember what the it turned blue into. Blue and white or something? I can. I remember his mask more than anything else because it was just a big old hole that fired out bolt, massive ball oh, bearings. No, that's... He no, was one of the bad guys. Oh, okay, no, it was, there was another one then. 
he was I had the bike he was a good guy and it, you clicked it and it opened up and it was like the wheel split apart and it turned it on a hover bike yeah, cool. he had like a visor thing and yeah. looked kind of um, a bit like a scout trooper nice yeah I also had uh, what was it called Volcano you know the battery powered big old truck that opened up and there was rocket launchers in it and shit nice ow um, Boulder Hill I've still got that in a cupboard somewhere. Nice. Ugh. Petrol pumps turning into guns. Obviously. I don't which think I have what, the petrol pumps. Which is weird, because you could just spray someone with petrol and set them on fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kids cartoons just emulating bad guys. Going, there you go. We took care of uh, <laughs> Max Mayhem by just setting them on fire. By putting the uh, petrol pump into his mask yeah. and then setting it alight. <laughs> <laughs> dancing around his burning cor- corpse just <laughs> screaming kind of, anarchy anarchy how'd you like it now Max uh. anarchy in the USA oh. <sighs> written by disgraced politician Al Franken yes um, so yeah so yeah not a single laugh I mean there's a laugh track but, but I, from you yeah I think not yeah, I've always found something to laugh at in everything, like, even terrible things we've watched or whatever. <coughs> There's always been uh-huh. at least one good joke in there. You know? Mm. Um, but not this. It's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, they were definitely right to... <coughs> to, um... Yeah, not make this into a series. Mm-hmm. Waste any more anybody else's time. Just think um, though, how long it would have taken to put the book together to do this in the first place. You know what I mean? I think it'd be quite cheap after the fact. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much it takes <clears throat> to make the first episode of an animation, but if you said to me a hundred thousand pounds, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mm-hmm. disbelieve you, because after you've then designed everything, right? It's got to go down in price. It's not. Um, there's probably no trivia on IMDb for this. I doubt it. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, that was something I was, <laughs> I was looking up. Saw a weird thing. Um, uh, Dick Shark, the movie. Um, Dicky Shark, do 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 Dicky Shark. I'll, t- I'll I'll go quickly to that just for a, a second, just an aside. Um. Well, I can show you the. It's not good for people at home, but um, that's that's the cover. <laughs> um, so I yeah. mean, that looks insane. Yeah. Oh, go on, go on. Um, a romantic comedy. No, a romantic couple get more than they expected after the husband experiments with penis enlargement cream goes awry. It turns his dick into a shark. Um. Huh, who would have thought that was the actual plot of a um, film? But it's uh, from the same people who brought you um, Santa Claus Serial Rapist. So <laughs> it's it got two stars out of ten on IMDb. But anyway, what was I looking up again? Um, Coneheads. <laughs> hey, news hot off the press. Mall Rats 2 is back on after Giant Silent Bob reboot makes $3 million. Oh, there you go. Cool. I hear what you're saying. Isn't three million dollars not a lot of money? But they made it for a million dollars, so I suppose it's fine, right? Mm-hmm. 
it'll be the first to add trivia about Coneheads. That's a weird piece of trivia. Yeah. Um, see, there must be... Normally there's financial things somewhere. Well, not in this. Oh, well. Fuck knows how much it cost, but whatever it cost, it's too much. Mm. Oh, critic review. No, there's nothing. <coughs> well, yeah. Um, yep. This has got 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb. How many people? Oh, just come on. Well, uh, 411. I mean, that's insane. Um, I would give it 1. <laughs> out of 10? Yes. Yes, but I would give the film four and a half out of ten. I'm gonna have to watch the film now then. I enjoyed it, oh. but not because it's good. No, uh. because I kept going there in it, there in it, and it's not ninety minutes long. Ah oh. oh, well. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's quite right that this was not made into a series. So ten years later, they made the movie, which mm-hmm. then was fine, apparently. So yeah, yeah, it's probably the best thing that could have happened to them. Yeah, rather than nothing. Yeah, yeah, totally. But see, I don't think see because this obviously stemmed from SNL and from their sketches and producer things. I didn't think back then, although it was getting you know, all these really sort of famous people that were in SNL back then. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that came from it. Seems to be really fucking stupid. Yes. Um, Even like stuff like Night of the Roxbury and stuff like that. Yeah. None of it's real good. No. <sighs> no. So. Huh? Yeah. It's just it's what are we what are we doing next? I think, as long as. You're okay with watching something as late as next Friday. Yeah. We should do the pilot. And I have no idea what it's like of Children's Hospital Netflix show, Medical Police, which opens, which comes out next Next Friday. Friday. Cool. Mm. I can do that. Cool. No. Rob Hubel, Aaron Hayes. So, uh, so, yeah. So, the tents. Yes. Yeah. That's fine. I'm off in the ninth, so I'll <laughs> I'll uh, watch it when it first appears on Netflix. Cool. And I'll watch it as soon as I can, because I don't know if it'll appear anywhere, or uh-huh. if I'll have to actually purchase a Netflixy again. You know, I've still got my login. No. Uh. I don't remember things. Ugh. Well, you can send it my way if you want. Yeah. I'll have, have to remember what it is first. <laughs> I'm sorry for all the farting noises, and I'm in a lot of pain, <sighs> and I'm now in two minds. I will come with you to Asda to find a jacket, but I think buying McDonald's might make me shit myself. <sighs> Ugh. <That's not> right. <coughs> One thing as well at the moment, um, with our power being off and the water being off and everything at work, mm-hmm. and I said, back of my car has got like flasks and stuff in it because I took hot water and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm completely waterlogged because I drank far too much tea last night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, also, I mean, okay, the water is off to a point. We can still like in flash toilets and things like that. Mm. But I cannot, this week, I cannot poop at work. 
because you don't look like somebody who poops at work anyway. Sometimes have to. It's unavoidable. Mm. But this week I have to turn my hours not to, because I say last the other week when I did break just before New Year when I did break another toilet seat, which it does wonders for your self esteem. Yeah, and at least like during the week, like when we're open. If I did break another toilet seat, I could blame it on other people because there was more people in the building than just me and my colleague. And this week, if I sit in the toilet seat and I break it, there is only me in the building, really. So I can't get away with that. Well, you know, don't sit down with your full weight. Don't shut, you know. Can't hover. I need to be fully relaxed before I can (coughs) open the Bombay doors. Oh. Well, that's what happens with the... It's that wonderful episode of Why Won't You Date Me that's live with John Gabris and uh, Nick Weiger. I'm still only um, like 15 episodes in. I don't listen to it in order. Why would you? There's I no do. fame. I don't listen to it in order. More well, full, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've so, <laughs> got a couple of hundred to go until I'm caught up. But That's why it's more full, yeah. No. No. Well, see, um, how, did it get, how did it get made this week is Fateful Findings. I know, right? Cool. It's weird, right? It's like we watched that before related. Yeah. We didn't talk about it, like, but yeah. still. Looking forward to listening to that one. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Though they do decide that they think they might have to do it every year because it's so good. No. Uh, just do all these others. Do the whole I one. mean, spoilers. Yeah. It gets to the end and they realise they haven't even talked about all the suicides because there's so much to talk about. God. That's... You don't need the rest of the film. You just need that. Suicides and then cut back to Neil Breen just nodding and looking happy with himself. Yeah, I caused that. He's definitely got that thing that David Mitchell's oh. got, right? You know, David Mitchell's got that thing with his eyes where they're just black. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Neil Breen's definitely got that. Ugh. It's a reptilian. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah. So, um, medical doc cops. I believe it's called Medical Police. Medical Police. Even though in the trailer they go, you know what that makes us? He goes, she goes, cop doctors. And he goes, I was thinking doctor cops. And then it comes up, Medical Police. <laughs> <laughs> no. You see the trailer? Yes. Yeah. The bit at the end where they jump off onto the mattresses, but they miss the mattresses. <laughs> yeah. And then they're crawling away going, it was so cool. <laughs> oh. She's playing one of the, uh, I love Erin Hayes. I have her. Ever, mm. but she's playing one of the uh, princesses in uh, Bill and Ted Three. Nice. Oh, when's that? Out? August. Ooh. Cool. Yeah. Oof. Busy year for for Keanu. Well, for filming, we only see him yeah. in like one thing this year, I think. Because mm. next year is John Wick Four and Matrix Four on the mm. same day. He's probably doing promotion stuff as well because he's got um, <coughs> he's a he's in um, Cyberpunk that's coming out for Xbox. I don't know what that is. Uh, I can guess can, what it is. You yeah. don't have to tell me. No, uh, oh, he's just a again. Your guy's Cyberpunk. I told you not to me. He fucks shit up and then he wakens up and Ken Reeves is kneeling over, going, "Get up! We need to burn this city." Okay. I want to play Shadow Run. That's possibly a bit like that. That's why I thought of it. Yeah. I used to like Shadowrun on the SNES. It was one of my favourites. No. I never got into it. I was looking to get that. 
and then I just could never find it. I was special. I always had games that other people didn't have. I was desperate to get hold of it because I, th- I remember being on holiday and reading all about it in like various like Nintendo magazines, mm. and I was like, "Fuck, I need to get that," and I just never got it. I'm sure because we traded a lot at school because those games were expensive. So once you finished mm. a game, if you didn't want it, mm. you know, I traded. I can't even think what it's called. There was, it was a series of mini games, and you were kind of like a shonen, or like you were like a ronin or like a samurai or something. Mm. And it was, you know, it was sort of shot like a like a Legend of Zelda. Yeah. And you you'd just go around this building, and into the rooms, and every room was like a mini game, like mm. a proto Wario where, and you'd either make, <clears throat> you'd either like make money there or mm. whatever. And then you could spend it to get level up, and then I don't really remember anything about it other than playing the games, and I loved it. And I traded my copy of Metroid for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, you go, I think I made a mistake, and about two days later, you went, nope, because I remember getting Metroid and playing through it. Yeah, in about three hours, which for a SNES game is fucking bullshit. Yeah, <coughs> I mean, I could do. Link uh, link to the past, A to Z in maybe three and a half, four hours, missing out the bit you don't need to do. Yeah. But at least with the first time through, it took you weeks Age, yeah, to ages. figure out where everything was. Yeah. There's a point. There's, is there an, not a Metroid game for the new for the Switch? Is there? Not like I can think of. Hmm. But as we all know, they hate women, so why would you bring her Ugh. back? Metroid Prime was great. I love Metroid. And I hate oh. Mega Man, so there we go. That's, that's my... Yeah, I thought I liked Mega Man, and there was a good anniversary pack thing came out. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get these. And I'd forgotten just how fucking insanely difficult it was. Yeah, it's no fun. Yeah. But yeah, again, I bought the... Um, as well, but there was a pack came out. It was the DuckTales, which is just DuckTales... From the NES mm-hmm. on the Xbox. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking amazing. I fucking love DuckTales. That was such a good game. Yes. DuckTales. Ugh. Rescue Rangers, Chippendale. Mickey's House of Illusion. Mm. Um, And the Aladdin cart, actually, for the SNES was fantastic. Mm. Earthworm Jim. I'm thinking of just 2D animated. Yeah. There weren't many 2D animated games like that. You know what the worst games on the SNES was? It's just come back to me. Yeah. The Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. The first one was great. The second one was boring because it was the same. Yeah. And the third one was even worse. Uh, the one um, that shadows the Empire or whatever, you were Dash Rendar. That I don't know. Right. I only ever played the one where I was Luke. Mm. <sighs> I think I got a chance to be Chewie. And Han, I think you changed characters in like yeah. the second one. Yeah. <coughs> well, I think, well, that one you had the um, Hoth battle, which is pretty cool. Yeah. See the sec, like, but the third one. By the time you get to, there's nothing to do. You just you got a green lightsaber now. Yeah. You climb. Things. You just keep jumping and killing yeah. everything with your weird lightsaber. You jump. Yep. It's boring. Mm. And I, if I remember rightly, the, the, the last level that you win can p- purely by luck. I can't remember. Well, it's a trench run. 
Mm. And it's a use the force, Luke. And so you don't have any targeting systems or anything. Oh, yes, it's just... And you just have to hit a button and hope for the best. It's fucking stupid. And if the force goes no, you're fucked. I definitely won, but... Man. You know the thing that I hate most about life? Is uh, I lent someone my Mario Kart for the SNES. Mm -hmm. And when they gave it back, they'd beaten all my times and I could never get better. That's shame. Yeah. Cunt. You're a cunt, Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) Names have not been changed to protect the guilty. No, because I can't even remember your surname, so you'll never listen to this. You blonde bastard. Fuck you guys, I'm getting over. I feel terrible. Jesus. Pilot. Pilot. 